Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. When many of us think of the wise woman, we think of her as a native elder. But does that archetype exist as a frequency resonance within all women? What does it look like within the Western cultural context? And do you have to be a certain age to access that resonance? In today's discussion, we talk about the power of the wise woman, what it can look like in everyday life, and what can be done to embody it more. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration associated with this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. If you like this episode, please subscribe by clicking on the red button. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing the rise of the wise woman. I always get intrigued when I hear that phrase, wise woman. Because mm-hmm. immediately what I do is I put her outside yeah. and I imagine an elder, an indigenous elder. Right. And it becomes something really unobtainable for me. Yeah. And it's really only of late that I've recognized that, wait a minute, I'm feeling that little bit of frequency inside of myself. Yeah. I just haven't explored it enough. I'm wondering if it's a frequency resonance thing Mm -hmm. or if it's just a stage in life that I'm only starting to move into now. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, I'd really like to understand it because I've got to tell you, if it is the wise woman inside I'm experiencing that I'm seeing outside, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Mm It's really lovely, and I'd love to have more of it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So the wise woman always has been for me um, a woman that's outside on myself, Mm -hmm. and she's always been on a pedestal, kind of, and it's always been an indigenous elder. Mm -hmm. For some reason, there doesn't seem to be a white wise woman for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe it's because in our society, we have kind of emasculated ourselves a little bit maybe that's how I'm seeing it but mm-hmm. that's been my experience of it and so when I've met these how I call wise women elders mm-hmm. it's always been outside and I haven't been able to reach that until maybe lately where I've mm-hmm. started to feel that I think it's a flow or a current mm-hmm. or I guess a resonance mm-hmm. or this um wise woman that's inside of me but it's only very briefly mm-hmm. and there's moments and they're so beautiful yeah so I want more of that yeah yeah <laughs> you know because it's really peaceful yeah so I know you're gonna say it's all come to frequency work mm-hmm. but can we talk a little bit about that wise woman that's inside of us yeah totally so um for those of you who aren't aware of the wise woman archetype um, Fiona and I did a whole episode on the journey of the feminine. Mm. And we talked about that archetype there. So if you don't know what we're talking about, then I would go refer to that. Okay. But we're specifically talking about the archetype of the wise woman. And 
it's in, um, in part, a lot of people will think that the wise woman is something that you get to just naturally as you get older as a woman. Yeah, yeah, you I know? did. Yeah? yeah, so it's like you hit a certain age, then all of a sudden you hit wise woman-ness. But for those of us who are at the appropriate age now, for the wise woman, it can often feel like we can't embody her because we don't know what really she is. We don't have a lot of models of that mm. in our culture. And so it's like, well, what is that resonance? Is it within all of us? And to me, it's sort of like, well, what impedes us from embodying that more? Because there's a lot that can. So what I'll say is that the wise woman frequency resonance is in part like layered in with age to some degree. So it's and what I will say, it's impressive to me to see some younger women who have that very much within them. Mm. So it doesn't have to do with age, is my point. It can do with age, but also I'm noticing that in younger women. Yeah. So meaning women who have a different kind of awareness of themselves in their 20s, mm. for example, when that's not really that present usually at that time. Yeah. So when I'm, my point is it doesn't have to be associated with age, and it yeah. often can be. To me, it has to do with a certain resonance. So not age specific. So for some of us, we have to, and myself included, you have to, at least for me, have the journey of life, you yeah. know, to have the experiences, to have the time to reflect, to have the growth of oneself, to witness that, to see your impact on others. All that sort of stuff needed to happen for me, to be able to start to honestly feel like I was enough to notice that resonance within me. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that is key, isn't it? Yeah. Once once I was able to feel enough love for myself as the human, as well as understanding the higher aspect of myself, that's true. That's when I started to feel, oh, oh I do have a wise woman inside of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I feel like that that wise woman aspect is because of her experience and her wisdom, she is able to be with more. Mm. You know what I mean? She's more accepting of, and I'm calling her she because you know, it's the archetype of the feminine, mm -hmm. but she's able to be with more. So it's sort of like, even if there's a group of people and she can very clearly see the flaws, the ones who yearn to be seen, the ones who like need attention, the ones who feel lonely, the, whatever it is that she observes, she's not judging it, she's aware of it. Mm. Right. Mm. And so in that is the same with ourselves. It's like we don't it's not about perfection. It's like, oh, I'm aware of these things within me. Yeah. You know, these things that have pain, that yearn, that have wounding, that um, have glory, that have all these things. And she's more OK with having all of those things. Whereas I think that until we get to that point of acceptance and love mm. for self, it's hard to be in the resonance of the wise woman, which is one of acceptance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so I think at 20 or at least for me, when I was in my 20s, I was too busy with trying to be enough mm -hmm. and learning enough and like, you know, being seen as enough that I, the wise woman wasn't available to me because that's not where I was. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. As much as I wanted it, yes. it was never coming. I mean, exactly, because yeah. there was too much striving. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like the wise woman is available to all of us. And I think that's what's happening with these younger women mm -hmm. that I'm seeing. There's a level of acceptance with themselves and it's, it's, it's not about showing that to anyone else. It's an internal state of like being okay with self. Not that they aren't striving to become better or to learn or to um, be inspired by, but it's sort of this interesting way of being with themselves and able to witness others that is older than their years. That is that resonance of the wise woman. 
I want to come back to the point you said that there's not a, a lot of role models. Yeah. So I think in our society, when mm -hmm. I say ours, I'm probably saying Western society. Mm -hmm. That was my point right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Every wise woman I thought of or had been in relationship with were always indigenous elders. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is, how do we become role models then for our next generation? Because we understand that we haven't had it. Mm -hmm. How do we offer it? Yeah, know? I see what you're saying. And, um, and what does that look like? Because in my mind, you know, yeah. a wise woman, elder, indigenous woman never wears makeup. You know, uh. she, she wears sandals, she covers her body um, with nice clothes. Yeah. But, you know, they might not be the most flattering yeah. clothes. Yeah. Um, they might be handmade. Is it important as a wise uh, woman? Yeah, you to know? sort of abnegate beauty in the self yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, so to me, it's funny. To me, the wise woman comes in many different flavors, mm -hmm. right? And as you said, that's a certain archetype, like that's a certain how it's been, I guess we've learned from or embodied, like we've seen examples of. Yeah. Because a lot of the role models we have of women who are empowered in our culture, okay, which I'm talking about the cultural standpoint that we are talking about, so mm -hmm. Western culture, let's just say, is one that's very in her masculine. Yeah. Right? She's achieving, she's doing things well, she's accomplishing, she's got things sorted, she has all the material things, she has power, right? So it's a very masculine defined archetype. While running a family Late and looking after, after kids, kids and making sure they're doing Yeah, so yeah. everything's perfect, right? <laughs> she's got all this stuff handled. It's kind of exhausting, actually. Yeah. So to me, the wise woman, in um, my opinion, has to do with that resonance of acceptance, love of self, and an awareness of other that isn't about proving yourself to them in any way. Mm. And it's about uplifting them sort of gently, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not like pushing yourself into their field because you're like, you can be better, you should do this. It's more like noticing, oh, this person has trouble with showing their emotion. So I'm just gonna sit with them and perhaps share a story or just be with them and ask a question and allow them to be however they are. Yeah. So you're not trying to force anything, but you're noticing it in the people around you and they're open to it or they're not. And it's okay that they're not open to it because you're not trying to force, yeah. but you're offering that sort of nurturing, that softness and the strength of you can do this. Mm. I see you, you can. And that kind of like championing of them that is there should they want it, right? But it's okay if they don't, because you're not trying to make anything happen. So that to me is part of it. And also a delight in the aspects of the woman, which has to do with the girl, the temptress, and the mother. Mm. So it has to do with the delight in beauty, in playing, all that sort of stuff, which is all the aspect of the feminine and being okay with all that stuff. So to me, it's funny, I think a lot of women will re reduce or diminish their own power because they're trying to chase a form of power that is dictated by our culture, which is youth obsessed mm. and very, very heavily oriented to a certain beauty stereotype. Mm. And that's what a woman's power is. And it has to do with sexuality as well. Yeah. Which to me is like, once you're past like 35-ish, is kind of, a, it's very immature. I'm not suggesting that sexuality is unimportant. It is important. But it's like, how do you use that sexuality? So you're aware of it. You're aware of your own sexual energy within yourself. 
you're aware of its impact on others. You're, do you see what I'm saying? You're, but you're, you're aware of that sexual energy, the power that it wields, but you're not trying to get something through it. You're not trying to be noticed because it's of a bit. it. And you're no. not trying to manipulate others through it. You don't yes. need to because you hold the wise woman. But it's more like if you want to nourish that part of you, you can because it gives you pleasure. Do you see what I'm saying? But it's not predatory. Yes. It's, it's for you. It's just like the expression of beauty mm -hmm. is something that you really enjoy. Like for me, I really love flowers or I love my dresses. But it gives me pleasure. I'm not doing it because I'm trying to seduce anyone, please anyone else. Project an image. It's, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It just, it gives me pleasure. Yeah. I like beauty. You know, I like certain colors. Like whatever it is that gives you joy in terms of beauty and that expression of that, then you're doing it not because you're trying to prove anything or be better than or have power over anyone else. You're doing it because you celebrate the beauty in the world and your enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. I think I've felt a little bit like that myself, that only now am I starting to explore, I, I would call it the magnificence of being at this age. Yeah. You know, and I've, I kind of feel like, God, youth really was wasted, you know, <laughs> on me. It, it took me this long yeah. to move into this phase where I can really enjoy the magnificence of being in the feminine body. Yeah. You know, and everything of that, all the little gifts and treasures, because there are treasures mm -hmm. that are there and have been waiting. Yeah. And, and that can be just by, like you say, um, silly little things like wearing really bright socks on my feet. Yeah. the color. Whereas previously I would have been like, you know, oh, that's not professional. Yeah. Who cares, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what kind of like what you mean? Yeah. It's just having enjoyment yeah. in. And if, and if I want to... I mean, I don't want to say anything crass on, on here, but like, let's just say I, I look at my, my droopy boobs and yeah. I think, I want to have a boob job for Great. me. Great, yes. Great. Because I want to look at this magnificent body. Yeah. And you look at it in its splendor in front yeah. of the mirror and say, cracking. Yes. Like, I might be 50, whatever, but look at this bod. Yeah, and it, exactly. And it, it it's not flawless. Yes. You know, I've had two babies. I've got wrinkly belly. I've got stretch marks, whatever. But... It's mine and I'm going to be in my glory of it. Yeah, exactly. Is that kind of like what you're talking about? Exactly. Is there so much judgment and so much like desire for things like, you know, a boob job or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's very polarizing because some people feel like they really need it to be feminine. Yeah. Other people judge it because it's like a certain like, I don't know, um, you know, it can be really exaggerated and distorted and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But my point is like, just like you said, I've had small boobs my whole life. And I really would like the experience of having a bigger chest. And it doesn't need to be like a double D, but no. I would just like to have bigger boobs. It would, yeah. I actually feel like that would be fun for me to experience. Great. That's for you, mm -hmm. you know? And I also feel like, you know, um, things like, uh, you know, if you like to feel like the softness of your skin and you would like, like to pamper that for yourself, great. Because it's a celebration of the body. Yeah. And it's, a, it's okay to have that. And to like, in, like you said, enjoy the body. And if it makes you happy to have bright colored toe polish, great, you know? And so, and if you like the way that certain clothes hang on you because it feels good to you to have a certain way that you look, that's phenomenal mm -hmm. and it's for you. And so there's, to me, absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I think it's actually really glorious because it's like you have this magnificent opportunity to be the unique expression of you. What's it going to look like? Yeah. You know, how colorful, how not colorful. It doesn't really matter, whatever your thing is. You know, whatever you love, that's great. And I wonder if that's kind of what you're recognizing in the younger generation, mm -hmm. that they're, 
somehow they've given themselves more permission than maybe my generation did because yeah. we had this, I don't know, linear, very masculine way to yeah. prove that you were worthy yes. in society. Yeah. And perhaps something's changed along the way with all the work that's happening. Yeah. But these younger women can now just be in enjoyment and yeah. embrace that magic of being in the body, body. in yeah. whatever way is right for them. Yeah. You know? I think it's really awesome. It's funny because I remember when I first started my corporate career, that was, you know, we, like pantyhose were still appropriate. You know what I mean? Like you had to wear them. Like you couldn't show legs. I mean, this is, you know, in the whatever that was, in the 90s or whatever uh -huh. it was, mm -hmm. you know, like that was still the time. And so now that's changed a lot. And I think that it's really important um, for young women to be aware of like, well, you know, there's the enjoyment of the body and the expression of beauty. And then there's like the doing it because there's so much social media now yeah. for power, yeah. right? To get noticed, to have attention, to conform because, you know, you're like measuring yourself against this other standard. And it's not just young women, it's older women. It's like, it's so fascinating to me that in the beauty industry, it's almost always women of a certain age yeah. that are portrayed as the models. Mm -hmm. And it only is it recently now with smaller brands that you're seeing women who are older, you know, who are not dyeing their hair, who are like really beautiful actually, and they are of a different age and they're not trying to be younger. They're happy with who they are and they want to be beautiful in their own expression of their beauty. And I think that's really awesome because it's strange to always have this projection of this certain age of woman who is very young, mm -hmm. you know, often still in her teens, um, as the beauty standard, which yeah. is not the majority of women. And then all these older women feel like they have to chase that beauty standard, which really takes away from our power. Because if you're always change, chasing that external reference point of beauty when you're older, it's a losing battle. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to feel like you're enough. And you're never going to feel like you're in your power and you're never going to feel whole and complete and beautiful. You will always feel like you're deficient. Mm -hmm. So the point that we're talking about of the wise woman is to recognize in you the glory of the where you are in your journey physically. Mm -hmm. For many of us, postmenopausal, premenopausal, like right around there. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? How do I enjoy my body? Okay, and I mean that. Uh, everybody always thinks about that as like sexual. It's so funny yeah, to me. Yeah. And it can be. Mm. Great. But there's other things that you can do. And it's like a couple of years ago, I started strength training just for me because I noticed that I was taking a piece of luggage off an overhead bin and I noticed that it was hard for me. And I was like, oh, I don't like that feeling of weakness. Yeah. So I started strength training just and I really, there's part of me that really enjoys the strength of my core. Mm. Is my belly perfectly flat with like ridges and such? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it is underneath all that other stuff on top of it. <laughs> but it's not visible <laughs> to the naked eye. So in any case, but I enjoy the strength of it. Do you know what I mean? No one mm -hmm. sees it, but I can feel it in me. And that I, I love that part of my body because of that. It's sort of like, that's where my body is now. Do I need to have a perfectly flat belly? No. Mm -mm. It's okay. You know? yeah. <laughs> There's a liberation in that acceptance. Yeah. Right? And again, coming back to... I do feel like it's a, a frequency resonance absolutely as well and I guess my main question is is there things that we can do to tap into that before the time or is it just a passage of time that yeah. we have to prepare ourselves frequency wise for yeah I mean what do you think about I that? think it depends on the person actually mm. I do feel like the more that you do frequency work the more you actually fall in love with yourself yeah. so I think that women don't have to wait as long 
as say you and I did. Yeah. You know, to get to this point. Mm -hmm. And I think that finally um, getting to a place where there is not only self-love, like first self-acceptance, then self-love. Because mm -hmm. I think self-love is a huge stretch for most oh, people. Yeah. And so I feel like once you start to have that, then the wise woman starts to rise. Yeah. Because she's like, okay, I, I understand myself. I am okay with all of these aspects of me. It's all right that I want to get better and I'm okay with all of this. And that starts to shift. So I feel like on a frequency resonance level, you can, don't have to wait as long anymore, which mm. is great, mm. to have the wisdom that a lot of these elders have had when they hit their 60s and 70s. Yeah. I think it can be much, because I would say that even for you and I, we're young compared to those women. Yeah. And I think that it's, it can be even younger, which is really the wonderful. The next generation. The next generation, yeah. yeah. And I think the wise woman is also about um, this level of, in that love of self and self-acceptance, not needing to be noticed, mm -hmm. not needing to prove to anyone anything, not needing to like reveal one's power at all times or the level of awakening that you have or anything. Because again, there's that self-acceptance mm. in there. Mm. So you're happy with you. You're just happy. As you're talking as well, I'm wondering as well, it's been prophesied for a long time that there's a moment in our consciousness where we move into the feminine, mm -hmm. becoming the, not the power, but I'm not quite sure what the phrase means either, where we move into the feminine being in charge. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking, I'm wondering if this is the kind of shift that they've been talking about where women move, we've, we've kind of come convoluted. Mm -hmm. You know, we've gone like pendulum swing from here to here, mm -hmm. trying to be the masculine. And now we're slowly coming back, maybe to a point, pivot in, in between there. Mm -hmm. And that that shift was actually about women moving into all the aspects of themselves and having it available to them when they need it. Mm -hmm. And it's got me thinking, well, so what's happening for the, the male? Mm -hmm. Is the same thing gonna happen for them? Yeah. You know, yeah. Mean, can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's so, a, I know that's yeah, a bit out there. But. Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. And I think that the masculine is having trouble right now in the Western culture anyway, like trying to define like what is masculine? Mm. Is it okay for me to be masculine? Because they've been emasculated a lot, yeah. right? In the male culture, it's not okay for them to be angry. There's the whole like, it's interesting to me to watch um, what's happening with the masculine because there's a lot of confusion there too. It's not like it's just happening in the feminine. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in this time of confusion, Part of it is the clarity that comes as more and more men do work like this, mm -hmm. where they're clarifying who they are. And as a result, they're not trying to negate the feminine within, just like you and I don't negate the masculine mm -hmm. within, because it's part of us. Yeah. But they also are aware of the masculine clarifying, which also is very distorted, mm -hmm. and about how to be in the mas masculine and the authority and the groundedness and the centeredness of that without being abusive. Yeah. That's the piece that the masculine is sorting right now. It's like, can you have authority without being an asshole mm. or without being oppressive or dominating another? Mm -hmm. Can you have that? And the answer is yes. But that is something I feel like that's clarifying in the masculine. As we as women move into this aspect that doesn't need to be noticed by others outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That we can come inside and I guess you see love is a big stretch for people mm -hmm. that are still in this process, but have that self-acceptance mm -hmm. because by doing the work, you get the space and yes. you actually get to, 
touching you. Yes. Who you are. Exactly. True essence. Yeah. Exactly. And it, the same is happening in the masculine. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they need to announce at a very loud volume, I have my authority, I have my power. Mm. It's really clear. They also don't need to like assert it on anybody. Yeah. You're just like, okay, that person clearly is very aware of who they are. Yeah. 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 So if I'm somebody watching this episode, mm -hmm. And I want to learn more about how I access that wise woman inside of me mm -hmm. instead of always looking outside, mm -hmm. that wise woman inside of me. What would your tips be for that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for the rise of the wise woman. In this GFC meditation, what we're going to be working on is releasing the um, fear and the self-doubt that can cause us from not being in our own power and authority, not over anyone else, but just aware of our own authority and our power, accepting of who we are from our messiness all the way to our greatness. And even if you want to improve, to have love for self. So this is an introductory GFC. If you'd like to go further with this, I recommend the deep dive on feeling worthy and also the transcendent feminine, which is available on the website. For now though, settling in. Becoming aware of your body. So just noticing your body in its entirety, whether that's from your crown to the soles of your feet or the reverse, from your skin all the way in, or from all the way in, all the way out, or front to back, back to front, side to side. It doesn't really matter. Just noticing your body in its entirety Noticing the temperature of your body 
If you feel relaxed and at ease, whether you have tension, just noticing. And then when you're ready, bringing your attention to your back body. So from your crown all the way down to the backs of your heels, over the back of your head, back of your neck, the back itself, backs of your arms and your fingers, all the way down over your butt and your hips, the backs of your legs, all the way down to your heels. Good. Excellent. And now please become aware of your breath. Just noticing it first. And as you notice your breath, noticing if you have a need to do something other than notice it, meaning if you have a need to change it or alter it or make it better in some way, or whether you can just observe it. However it is right now. And after a couple of breaths of noticing your breath, allowing the breath to become more full, to deepen further into the body, to become much, much slower. Good. And starting to imagine your breath expanding and contracting around you like a balloon in all directions. Starting to cultivate spherical awareness. Mm-hmm. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the sounds around you, both on your end and on my end. And as you become aware of the texture of the soundscape around you, noticing the approximate distance and the direction from where the sound is coming. So for example, noticing the hum of the fan above your head to the left. 
and then further away, directly in front, the sound of bird call. And much, much further away in the distance, to the left, the sound of traffic. Noticing the texture of the sounds around you, especially the ones that are repetitive and close to you that you don't even pay attention to because they're just sort of white noise. Noticing all these sounds. Mm -hmm. Good. And now please blink your eyes open. Noticing the quality of the light, which changes all the time, depending on the time of year or the time of day, what the weather's doing. Just noticing the quality of the light. And now, with your eyes still open, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation simply means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you, and noticing the distance between each object in you and feeling that distance. So for example, if object A is the nightstand, and the nightstand is about three feet to you, you would recognize or be aware of that distance, and then feel that distance. And then do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll find that as you do this with each object, your sense of where you are in space will become more present, more clear, more focused for you. And whenever you finished with triangulation, blinking your eyes closed, breathing normally. And now bringing your attention to your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Breathing here, taking one nice big breath here. Inhaling, holding your breath for a count 
of four. And then whenever you've completed that breath or that inhale, releasing all the air out of your lungs, holding your breath out for a count of six. Noticing if it's harder for you on the inhale and the exhale. If your count changes, just noticing. And after you've completed that one single long deep breath, breathing normally. And we're waiting. We're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. This is an important step because if the mastermind is not coherent, then the momentum that each participant can experience is significantly less. So it's an important thing to wait for. And whilst we're waiting, please know that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. That I sometimes work in silence. And that's typically when the frequencies are very high and the mastermind is moving fast enough to be able to not only access them, but integrate them. I also make noise or sound, I should say. And you might hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply. And typically I do that to release some of the stickier, heavier distortion patterns. Not always, but often. And if I say something you really resist, it's likely a, a distortion pattern that you're running. And if I say something that really res resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you're running. So I encourage you to remain open and curious and to examine further. Good. So now that the mastermind has become coherent, bringing your attention to the center of your solar plexus all the way up into the center of your heart space, which is right in the center of your chest in your nipple line. So bringing a hand or some fingers to this space, asking ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And that question again for those of you who are new is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, become aware of the space 
in the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, imagining, sensing, feeling a brilliance at its very center that gets brighter and brighter because you have your attention on it. And as it brightens, it expands outwards in all directions, through all of your cells, your organs, out through your bone structure. radiating out through your muscles, your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Noticing the brilliance within the sphere. And now becoming aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance up, irrespective of where it began. As many of you know, how high your frequency resonance or your vibration level is, dictates everything from what your life looks like, how you feel about it, how much abundance you experience, how clear your manifestation is. It dictates basically everything. So this is one of the most important things we do together. Good. Becoming aware of the entire solar plexus, please, between the belly button and the heart space. All right. So this is a combination of two very heavy and dense distortion patterns, uh, which for some of you are very layered. I mean, there's a lot of layers in them. One is the fear of not being enough intertwined with and amplified by the fear of loss, meaning that something can be taken away from you, or that if you lose something, you'll be devastated by it and not able to recover, 
or that if you lose something, your survival is at risk. So because these patterns are old, run deep, and are intertwined, they negatively amplify each other and can feel like you can't break them because they're amplifying each other. Okay, so we're going to release this dynamic. Okay, so they're not intertwined. So they stop amplifying each other. And then we'll release each of the patterns, one after another. Now, please note, these are old and deep. So wherever you are in your journey, whatever resonance or vibration you're at, chances are you have more layers of this. Maybe not in the same intensity, maybe not exactly in the same way, but they're here. So let's release the dynamic because I mean, having each of these is challenging and having them amplified by the other is, let's call it not great. Good, softening, melting, dissolving, dropping into this space, the solar plexus. Mm -hmm. However you imagine that, sense it or feel it. Good. Yeah. And now releasing each of these distortion patterns, which, as I mentioned, on their own are challenging. Imagining sensing, feeling, become aware of a brilliant blue that starts to expand out through the solar plexus, getting brighter, more brilliant. Excellent. Still in that solar plexus okay. and into the heart space in the center of your chest and the nipple line, releasing this pattern of self-doubt, okay. which causes you to second guess yourself and diminish yourself. So you are not in your authority and your power. Please note, I don't mean over anyone else. I just mean in your own power, knowing who you are 
and able to be with all the aspects of yourself, even if you also desire to improve them. So, releasing this. Good. Imagining, sensing, becoming aware of or feeling uh, that same brilliance from deep within that we imagined a few minutes ago to once again expand through the center of the body out in all directions around you. Becoming aware of your Xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum. And about three inches or seven centimeters just beneath it in a straight line towards the belly button. Clearing out your pain body. Because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done. So it makes it harder for you to integrate. Releasing the pain body, resetting it. Releasing meaning the distortion out of the pain body, or clearing it and resetting it. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.